Hello, and welcome to Gravel Knits, a place to chat and have a few sips. Today is June 3rd, 2021. Thanks for listening. I'm Caitlin, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm Kelsey, and my pronouns are also she, her, and hers. And today is going to be Purple Beer Night. Uh, so basically, there's not really rules to it, but if there's purple in the label, I counted it as a purple beer. And it's kind of perfect because I just started too, and this first beer has a rainbow label, so I'm pretty excited. And it is called With Pride. Uh, from Single Speed Brewing. Kelsey's going to help me on the pronunciation. Last week, tarantulas. This week, pronunciation. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, anyways, Kelsey's going to say what this is. <laughs> so, Single Speed is here, a brewery in Iowa, um, in Iowa, uh, Waterloo. They actually have two locations, one in Waterloo and one in um, Iowa Falls. Or, sorry, Cedar Falls. Oh, I can't remember right now. Um, oh, that's falling. But so with pride is a Berliner Weiss with hibiscus. And so essentially what that means, it's a sour wheat beer. Cool. A dollar from every sale of this will be donated to the ACLU, the true protector of the civil liberties and individual rights of all residing within the borders of our great county country. That's really cool. Without trying to help people, that's delightful. Nice, it's light. It makes me want to be like on a patio, at least eighty-five degrees. Well, you know what? You can it. do that tomorrow. Definitely. It's tart. It has a lot of carbonation in a good way. Really yeah. dry. I would say almost in the way of a cider. It's fairly, really good. It reminds me of like a champagne, like a brute champagne. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of where that carbonation is falling. And it's perfect. Yeah. It's almost like drinking a tart champagne. I like this. Me too. Awesome. Yeah. First beer in. So next we got a uh, announcement. Well, first up, first up, if you haven't caught on by now, we have a few episodes of our supplementary episodes called shortcuts. These are our shorter episodes that are aimed at looking at the other parts of our lives outside of crafting, such as, you know, crossfitting and biking and running and anything else that might be up on the idea for the day. Exactly. So we just want to come and talk with you a little more often. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. It's been really fun so far. And just a reminder, we still have our hat not hate nil lung going on so please make sure to use those hashtags or head over to our website if you have finished your hat got some exciting prizes for that something also to note i thought a new new how podcast had just finished one if you were working on one and maybe didn't finish it go ahead and throw on our hashtag and, and we'll be thrilled to count it for ours we're all about supporting the cause I saw a cool thing on Shira's Instagram, I believe, today. Last year, they collected over 32,000 hats for the program. I thought that was Yay. cool. And every year, they've increased more and more. So that's awesome. Keep in mind, there are several places you can enter. That'll be on our Instagram page, our Facebook group, and on our website. 
each of those places, you'll find a hashtag or an entry form to fill out. Perfect. And we had some shout outs this week. I found another new podcast. It's called Heard About Knit. On Instagram, she's yarning, which I'll have the spelling in the show notes too, but it's Y-A-R-N-M-I-N-X. And herd is spelled H-E-R-D, like a herd of sheep. I thought that was kind of cute. That's cute. Um, Yeah. And she, she has a lot of energy. She's a lot of fun. She covered a lot of different topics in her first episode about, about herself and her knitting. And I learned a little bit in there and it was, it was fun. So, oh yeah. And the logo is so cute. It's an alpaca and like, he's got blue, like a blue knitted bandana on, but then the yarn's still hanging from it. And it's cute. Give a shout out to one of our super fans lately. Uh, She's been nice enough to comment on quite a few things on, on Instagram and so forth. That uh, is Rinzim115. Thank you for making us smile. Yeah, you definitely make me giggle and smile. I love all the things you say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but we can move right along uh, to IRL. What's been going on this week, Caitlin? Oh, no, no. You go first this time. (laughs) (laughs) Why why should I go first? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I feel like you have some exciting things. (laughs) well I went to Colorado last weekend that was really fun we went biking and up mountains literally which was cool we went up right around Pikes Peak area and rode up two like well-known area roads Rampart Range Road and um, the Gold Camp Road those were both good days both days were just around 20 miles and about you know 2200 feet of climb each day straight up and straight down (laughs) Um, legit rag rise coming up and it's going to be a really good year for it I'm going to get married on rag rise <laughs> there it is <laughs> <laughs> yep we uh, okay. got engaged a couple weeks ago and we decided that what better place no reason to wait so let's get married at on rag rise <laughs> it'll be so fun and what like a cool story like I don't know that'll be definitely a memory it definitely will. And the nice thing is, like, we'll be able to have all our friends around us. And even if you don't ride, you could come and stop by. And it's just uh, maybe the random people I met riding the two days before will show up. And just one big fun party for the whole thing. Yay! <laughs> so how about so, you, Caitlin? So you, guys. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are awesome and I'm excited. It's so perfect for you guys. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, my news is that my friend Kelsey's getting married and I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> my news mine is boring. I was just I was just gonna say that I've I'm continuing to try to work with my small circulars and my socks. I am seeing some benefits, but really only like if it's mostly stockinette. Like I even like purling or knitting through the back loop is a little little funky. On the small circulars? Yeah. And like the Norwegian perlite cannot do it. I just don't have enough. There's no space. Yeah, space. And it does come with like the disadvantage that you can only knit so small. And you need another needle for like the toe. Otherwise, you'd never get to the toe. (laughs) Pulling it out. It is nice that it's really like small and like condensed and I could just pick it up. So I think definitely if I'm doing like more of a vanilla sock pattern, 
it's been interesting and I'd love to hear other people's thoughts and what I can learn. I've watched some YouTube videos on it, but still giving it a shot. So that's, that's my IRL. Cool. More knitting things, but I'm really not sure I want to go and try those. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And right now, the only ones I could find were the Haya Hayas. So the Addy are the ones that have like the longer needle and the shorter needle. And I think I would like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I could hold the a longer needle and I doubt it a hand but they have they're like back ordered I think they said they might be able to get them it's sometime in June so yeah all the parts um, I tell you they're getting harder and harder yeah. to get yeah and I think some things are getting better and some things aren't so I think if there's a lot of good happening but I'll just have to see how it goes one day at a time yeah, we'll take some time anyways on a more exciting note Kelsey, what's brewing on your update? Well, I am almost done with that ripple bralette that I, the DK ripple bralette I had started the last time. I, I honestly just need to sew the straps on. Um, Is that the one with the, the straps? Or sorry, the scrap yarn? Like yep, your extra it's, yep. DK? Mm-hmm. All the DK scraps I had. And it turns out it fits perfectly tried it on over the weekend so that's cool I just need to attach the straps (laughs) um then the outline tank I finished both the straps now I just need to drop down the ladder still and attach everything that one that one hasn't really made it very far my shifty has made a lot of progress I've already it's but for the arms and I'm working slowly on the body and I'm about four inches from being done on the body I think wow yeah I I'm ready to be done with it though (laughs) it's not it's not something I'm enjoying very much right now Hmm. Um, well it's almost like you have to knit two rounds for a round right yes so it's mosaic color work and that's the shifty by Andrea Mallory so it's mosaic color work and you essentially when you're doing the mosaic part you're working two rows for every row so it just takes a long time. I have brand new cast on. Let's hear it. <laughs> it's actually for my wedding dress. It's kind of excited about this one. It's the Take a Bow dress by Lauren Riker of Girly Knits. It's, it's a pretty straight summer dress, very lacy. And she has it paired with this big bow belt thing. I'm probably not going to do that part. It's not really me. And uh, and so that's why it's called the Take a Bow Dress. It's fun. That I'm really enjoying the lace so far. I started it this mm. afternoon. I am about an inch and a half into it. <laughs> so I'm through the bottom lace edging. Now I'm starting into the first round of the lace repeat. So that's cool. The end is actually- kind of wavy. Mm-hmm. which I think is really neat I yeah, think that's, so the edge that's is gonna have the edges are gonna be blocked out so we'll talk about that next week the edges will be blocked okay. to points that's awesome and then so it'll have and, these lace panels going up and it'll just be little cute little cap sleeves okay and how perfect like to knit your own wedding dress I but, told my mother and she's like how could you <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> So that was kind of exciting. I thought at first she'd think it was weird. <laughs> so awesome. 
And if it doesn't work out, I'm just going to get married in spandex. So there's that. <laughs> Rag is all about the fun. There will be people in spandex every day or not in spandex or barely in clothes or any combination <laughs> of the above. It's, it's my version of spring break anymore. Yeah, that's accurate. Super fun party. So, yeah, so no, I'm doing this with the um, very reasonable nitpicks gloss decay i'm using the color robot so it's nice like nice silver shimmer no it's hard i describe <laughs> it too it's got a little bit like shine to it i think it's perfect for a wedding dress <laughs> what other updates you got i think that's it for updates i have a few other things for like finished objects kind of stuff but we'll get back to that nope dokie so what do you have well, going on I haven't talked about this one in a while, but I actually cast this on in December. <laughs> I was looking at it today, but I'm getting close, so I figured I'd bring it up again. I am following Stacey Perry's pattern for the traditional dishcloth, and I'm doing like a stripe where in the middle, and it's on the bias, in the middle I'm doing three stitches where I'm knitting double, and then I switch colors. So on one side, a stripe is like normal looking, and then the other side is actually, because of the garter, it looks like the opposite that's cool yeah so it's fun it keeps it interesting I made it very big which I like I like big towels um, but I am finally now back to the decreases because like the way it works is you start like a normal bias dishcloth and then you keep increasing on one side and decrease on the other so then you can just keep going until you want to rectangle it off and you know love anything where I can talk about Stacy. she's great <laughs> so but it's getting there I am doing Lily Sugar and Cream their cotton in the colorway sage and autumn leaves so the sage is a green autumn leaves is maroon yellow brown and very close green so that the stripes are ready yeah it's not super pronounced but I like it it'll look nice in my kitchen or someone else's kitchen if it ends up being a gift <laughs> still cranking out my dumpster fires uh, I have I believe 10 completely finished oh wow and now I have four dumpsters knitted but no flames and then I have two more dumpsters on the needles right now that I'm working on and I've I'm having fun doing different colors Kelsey challenged me to do a rainbow one and so I have this yarn that I think it looks like cotton candy it's got like different blues and pinks so it's I think it's going to make her one obnoxious rainbow dumpster. <laughs> and, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. And I liked it so much that I actually made two with the rainbow. Or the blue and pink. Not really rainbow, but nice. the flames will be rainbow. <laughs> cranking on that. And then for Hat Not Hate, and this will also count for the Knit Circus 5K since make long since I cast it on. After May 1st, I'm doing the Rise Hat by Laura Redbach, and I am having so much fun. It is exactly what I was hoping for. And while the pattern is simple, I wouldn't say it's, it's like, not easy. Like, I still need to think. Yeah, it, it looks simple. Mm -hmm. But yes, it gives in that little pops of colors. You've got the little Vs of the color work. Yeah. So it gives a little interest. Yeah, and that's, it's been fun. That's also a free pattern. And the way that the Vs are, the first... Like the bottom of the V, I got to practice holding the yarn in each hand. 
So I was flicking with my right hand and then holding it with my left hand. So um, you were doing back a combination. Yeah. I don't know if I'm really a um, continental knitter, but I hold my yarn in my left hand. <laughs> gotcha. And then on the other ones, it's only one of the second color. And so I ended up just holding it on the same side because it's just like I had to pick up the floats and it didn't, it didn't seem to work as smoothly that way. So it was kind of cool to work on both um, and work on my tension. And then I also, this is the first time I've used the trick of knitting inside out. So I'm still knitting, but the hat's inside out. So it's giving me, helping my floats be the right length. And it that's works great. Good. I was just going to ask how that's going for you. I think, I think it's really great. Um, thank you for asking. Um, yeah. So it's been, it's been really fun and it's going really fast. It'd probably be done, but it's been my outside knitting. We've been inside the last few nights doing other things. So I've been working on my dumpsters. Last one that I'm working on is, it's called the Slip Stitch Dish Towel by Will Yarn's Design Team. And my sister does listen to this podcast, but I feel like either way she's going to find out. So if she does listen, um, I am knitting her her wedding present. Could you say, yeah, Jess, if true. you're listening, come back in about two minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, forget what I just said. Come back. Anyways, I really wanted to knit her like a wedding shawl, but there's no way, like, I'm sure that will be a project that would take me six plus months. So I, but I still wanted to knit her something because I think that's kind of a special thing. And so she also really values like recycling and reuse. So what a, what a perfect use of the recycled cotton yarn I have. And I've made a few dishcloths myself out of it and I really liked it. So I'm going to try to make her a set of towels and dishcloths for her kitchen. I think that would be nice. Thank you. That'd be nice in the fact that it's practical and she'll appreciate it. Thank you. And I think her dish set also has brown in it. So hopefully it goes with her theme. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a slip stitch pattern, which I think is really fun. And then it makes it a little different than like stock matter garden stitch. And then it has a band of like these where you slip longer stitches. So that was my first time doing that. It's, it ended up a little bit tight, but I think it'll be okay. And, and longer stitches, like over multiple rows longer? For- yeah. So I think it was three or four stitches long that I slipped it. And then there's several of them in a row to like make a V. Okay. And the pattern just has it going on one side, but I'm going to put it on each end. That'd be so. cool. I highly recommend the pattern though. I like it laid out well. I've, I've been looking at the whole thing on my phone while breastfeeding Riker and it's been great. So I think that does a lot to the layout and the way they decided to write the pattern out. <laughs> uh, so I think that leads us to, oh, you want another drink? Yeah, I'll have another drink. Yeah. We should do another drink. I just realized that this dress will count towards the Knit Circus uh, 5K. And if I use all the yarn I have, that would be about 2,000 kilometers. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. That'll be huge. Need I tell you, it's like 53 days away to our wedding. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> Sorry, I keep thinking about your wedding and like picturing you just out like rural aisle. It just makes me happy. <laughs> Anyways. 
So, okay, on that note, though, um, we're doing a race this coming weekend in Alden, Iowa. And so that's actually where the day of the gravel race, or not race, the gravel day of Rag Rye ends. And so um, we're going to kind of scope out what's around there and where might be a good spot for our little ceremony. Perfect. It's kind of exciting. Awesome. (laughs) That'll be fun. Our next drink. Uh, is Big Grove Brewery, and it is a double blackberry sour. And this can is very purple, so it definitely counts. It's very, very purple and bright and shiny with bright green on it. Yeah, and green and purple are just made for each other. I'll read you what it says on the can. Double blackberry sour gets a hefty dose of, you guessed it, blackberries. The tartness of the beer and sour base complements the sweet taste of blackberries and boysenberries. This beautiful violet beer bursts with berry flavor. Accurate. <laughs> it's um, thing. definitely not as sour as the first one or tart. It's almost juicy. Mm. It is pretty juicy. I haven't had this one in a while. It's nice and light. Yeah, which is, which is really nice because it, it's definitely drinkable. It's something you could sit and enjoy multiple. There will definitely be multiple of these in my future. I can tell you that. I'm glad you like it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go around with Big Grove. They they do good. They do. They do very good. <laughs> End of the trail. All right. Uh, let's see. First and foremost, last week's hangover is now a finished item. And it's not in front of me to show you, but you've seen it. I sent you a picture. I finished the antler pullover by Tim Canvas, and it is adorable. I did the six to 12 month size and I was using my leftovers from uh, my Sharon's glamping blanket. I used the rose quartz, mushroom and cork colors and the cuffs and all the ribbing are in the cork. The sleeves are in the mushroom and the body is in the quartz and so that'll go towards my friend's granddaughter that I'm so glad to finally worked it all out. I mm-hmm. pretty much knit the whole thing three times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so soft and so squishy, but it also seems like, like it could, it could definitely handle like a topper. It'll be. Yes. I'm excited to see how it wears. Yeah. It's a little girly. Put that um, like, pretty girly. Like, purple. I love it. It'll be so perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I do have enough left over. I might make a hat. So we'll see. Yeah. That's so awesome of you. Like, not only did you knit them a blanket, you're knitting them a sweater and a hat. (laughs) And it's knitted. And it's wonderful. And it's so fun. It's been so cool to see your blanket, too. I haven't really explored blanket patterns very much. And I really enjoy looking like the striping and how you could combine different stitches. Well, and the worst part about it for me was that I ended up really enjoying it. (laughs) (laughs) So there might be some more blankets in my future too. Just not in the near future by any means. Yeah. Let's face those out a little bit. Although I am moving quite long on this dress. I've, you know, I'm an inch and a half in already and I've done two rows while we've been sitting here. My knitting is sitting next to me, but I got distracted by beer and grapes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, oh. um, 
I have another finished item. I have our first finished hat for Hat Not Hate. Nice. I, uh, Caitlin and I did an order of yarn, and I think we talked about it on the last episode. But yeah. we got some of the Lion brand, Merino Yak oh, Alpaca. Yeah. And so I used the denim colorway and uh, a US 5 needle and 88 stitches and knit two by two ribbing for about 10 inches and then made up my own cast off and own decreases and cast off a couple days later. <laughs> that was my car knitting project for Colorado. And so that was done within the first two days. <laughs> I like it a lot and I think that someone in their age group that would, would receive it like high school middle school would love love that because it's such a classic beauty that's what I was thinking and I think like, the pieces look really nice um I was like you can't go wrong with the basic beanie Mm-mm. and then so. you just you know we're like yeah I'm just gonna cast on these stitches and just do this I'm kind of Not enjoying that have... more and more <laughs> that's awesome I forgot how much I love lace knitting though <laughs> Sorry to sidetrack, but there will be more of that too. <laughs> Any other info? No, I think that's it for me. Cool. I do have one thing I didn't talk about earlier though, but I made really good progress on your birthday yarn. Yay! So I'm having fun with that. <laughs> Kelsey surprised me with that for my birthday. And I'm so excited and so touched that you would do something so personal and handmade. It's really cool. Okay. I gave Caitlin an option of four different kinds of fiber and told her to pick two of them. And I told her I would spin them up however she wanted. So this first one's being kind of fun. I'm adding in some mohair and some, cool. fire, and some fire star and some silk sari. So that's, it's going to be kind of on the art yarn side of things, but I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I will. And there's lots of things that I have never touched in there. So even better. (laughs) (laughs) It's really coming along. And I, I kind of wish I had the weekend. I'm kind of considering taking the spinning wheel with me to the bike race. (laughs) We'll see. That'd be way fun. Have you ever spun outside? Yes, I have. I I, I mean, I do on the deck often, but I have actually taken it with me to bike races before. So cool. We'll just have to see how much space we have in the car. So, do you have any FOs? I also have two FOs. Look at us. Um, I finished the Pinwheel Dishcloth by Allison Griffith, which is a Knit Picks published pattern. And her Instagram spun too. I kind of glanced around on there. So, check her out. Um, However, I did use Lily Sugar and Cream to do it. And it's a square dishcloth, but it's Got like a pinwheel pattern and I did every other wheel I guess white it's red and the color is officially called hot purple dark pine <laughs> and light blue so I don't know hot purple makes made me made me smile it's, it's kind of like a lightish purple um I thought it was fun that was called hot purple but yeah I finished it it's nice was that up on our Instagram a few days ago it was yeah yeah and oh yes okay so that's where I did the provisional cast on which oh, okay. worked and didn't work so it was my first crochet ever, if you count it, because it's a crochet chain. Okay. Um, but I didn't always knit onto it right. So the seam ripper, super handy. <laughs> That's my video of me, like, when, when it wasn't pulling because I was off the wrong side. Um, 
And then like a week later, I watched the very pink knits video and she showed how you could crochet onto a knitting needle. And then that's your. That way, that way is so much better. So smart. Next time I'll try that, but I still like that it had that because it really did. Other circular dishcloths I've done that had typical cast-ons, you can kind of tell where it's lined up, whereas this, you really can't. Right. So I, I liked how seamless it was. I know that one looked really good. I liked that one. Yeah. I think I even texted you and I said, oh, your dishcloth or something. I know I remember saying something about it. Yeah. Thank you. And it's cool that it was kind of almost like it would want to be round, but she had figured it out to make it square. That was neat. And then lastly, I finally finished my speckled face socks. These have been such a great learning opportunity. Um, it's the first time I've cabled without a cable needle. It is my first fingering weight socks because I've done sport weight and DK. And I learned a lot about negative ease on these socks and how to fit socks better. Uh, the pattern is by Amanda Steffens. It is a free pattern. I think there's like 2,000 projects out of Ravelry. So it's a pretty popular pattern. And it's designed for a speckled yarn, but I used a tall yarn and it also looks great. It's a super dark blue and there's some greens in it too yeah no I was really yeah. surprised with that colorway it was ended up being a lot prettier than I would have thought looking at it in this in the cake thanks and, and, and I don't know sometimes just it's hard to show it in pictures but I think now that it's finished and I took some pictures outside in the sign the pictures do do a better job <laughs> yeah do. so yeah so that'll be fun they were for my sister they they might end up being her fiance sucks I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what she thinks when she tries them on. She was here. She lives in Colorado and she was here and she said she liked the way they fit. Maybe they'll be okay. Maybe you know, they fit my husband really well. So, <laughs> so yeah, they might, they may end up yeah. with her. Yeah. I would just love it if they found feet that would want to wear them wherever they end up. So anyway, what we've been waiting for what's hopping what's hopping well i can talk about colorado again because i went to a yarn store in colorado this last weekend it was called you and me boutique i believe it was there in colorado springs man i haven't there are all parts of the story of colorado i haven't said um but we'll go we'll go start with this Cole loves to come with me to the yarn stores. That's one of the awesome things about him. So yeah. sweet. So first and foremost, I try to get like things I can't find elsewhere. And so I got this awesome chunky yarn by Get Knit Faced in Colorado. <laughs> and it's really cool. It's got a Colorado like C with knitting needles through it on the label. It's really pretty. Blue, so many variegated and shades and colors. Purples. And I got a there's some obnoxious green. purple pom-pom to go with it. So awesome. So that'll go together. It picks up the purple perfectly. So excited about that one. That has to go on our Instagram at some point. It's just too fun. Definitely will. That's in a colorway called Explosion. I'm really excited for that. Explosion? Mm-hmm. Boom. Hey. <laughs> then I got one from Andromeda Sock Yarn. And this is a, uh, yeah, Andromeda Sock Yarn. 
on, they're on Instagram and Facebook. Isn't that a, the Galaxy? Andromeda? Yes, it is. And so this colorway is, so this is Hot Toddy. It's got a purple and a rust and green and a bit of gray. And so then I got a mini skein. And so the one you're just oh, showing okay. me, that's, those are um, shorter stripes, right? So that'll actually be variegated. Okay. So it kind of looks like it's striped here, but it'll kind of blend together a little bit. Gotcha. It's so pretty. So I got a little mini skein from Emma's yarn. And it's just this little um, Floridian zest. It's this yellow orange with little speckles in it as a contrast. So that way Cole and I can both get socks out of it. Oh, perfect. Cole, like I said, loves come to the, coming to the yarn store. And so um, he picked out this one from Madeline Tosh. It's their Tosh DK. It's a one of a kind. It almost looks like it's black and gray and looks like blood splatter. <laughs> For yeah. lack of better, like it absolutely is blood splatter. How fun is that going to be on a hat? <laughs> yeah, he's getting a hat out of that. And I can't wait. Like, I just want to knit all the things right now. All the things. All the things. Yes, yeah. Kelsey's the only person that ever responds when I do that. I'm like, I just want to knit all the things. I'm so excited. And she always, <laughs> always responds where other people are like, yep. Yeah, we like knitting, Caitlin. Okay. <laughs> and then I got a skein of Mojito Merino from Plymouth Yarn in this cool blue and black. And it's like a, yeah, it's a cabled yarn. So that's going to be kind of fun. I got that for a hat not hate. That'll be my next hat not hate hat. Cool. I'm hoping I'll have enough scraps from three hats to make a fourth hat. Oh, that'd be so neat to see all the yarns together. Yeah. Pretty solid stash enhancement. Well, and the yarn for the dress, but you know, it's not quite as exciting, right? Just the most exciting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I've got. How about you? Well, I kind of tagged along on Kelsey's nitpick order. I have a bunch of just, I just love their stroll hand painted. They have so many like fun colors. And so anytime... I have any reason to get one. I have to. <laughs> it's Nip Stroll hand painted and the colorway is mixed tape. And it has got kind of like a light teal and then a super dark teal and a medium teal and then some different shades of like peach and orange. So it has a lot of this like play with dark and light colors. Again, what it looks way better in person than it does on the screen. Yeah. And it will probably be socks but maybe I'll branch out and try to do a shawl on some of these crazy colorways too that'd be fun um I keep looking at um well I can't think of his name he just came out with a new one Stephen West. West oh my goodness yeah Stephen West just came out with a new shawl that's really pretty and I've been looking at a few other ones see I, I definitely need to start on a shawl but it's like because it's my first one I just want it to be like extra exciting I guess I don't know Either way, I have a lot of other things queued up before it, but. Well, if you get I'm to sure do a shawl, I'll do it with you. Oh, fun. That'd be so fun. Knit along, I... except for Kelsey will get it done in an eighth or faster than Kaylin. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Then I can ask you questions. Exactly. Um, 
and perfect this actually relates into my cue I want to knit Krampus knots yeah they have soles in the top of the bottom they're by uh, Carly Perrin and have yarn from Knit Circus but I can't, I'm kind of having a hard time figuring out what to make skulls and so I do have a solid gray that would probably do a good job but I also got um, Knit Picks Hawthorne Speckle Pantone 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 um, and it's just like creamy white with like a bunch of speckles in it, which is kind of weird because they're completely different styles of yarn. Because this one's a speckle yarn, the other one is a gradient. But at the same time, I kind of want to try it because it's weird. It so, could be kind of fun with the little, yeah. all the different colors. Yeah, I might try it. And then if it doesn't work, then I have that gray, which will also do excellent. And I can frog back and do it. The wor- Exactly. The worst thing you do is frog back. Frogging is not the worst thing in the world. I'm very slowly learning that. Yeah, so those are my my stash enhancements. Hangovers. Well, I already mentioned it, the antler. I, the antler pullover, I worked it out. I had started with the sleeves originally in the pink and definitely didn't have enough for the body and the sleeves. So then I did the sleeves in the mushroom. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to have enough for both of these, which later I found out I had more of the mushroom. <laughs> oh, no. Whole another skein of it. Oh. And so then I ripped all of it back out and did the all the ribbing in the court color. So, I mean, it, it actually turned out way better that I ended up having to do all that. That is a lesson, though, to learn, like, kind of figure out if you're not sure how much yarn you have and how far it's going to go maybe measuring it might help (laughs) that's fair yeah that's my only yarn chicken with kids sweaters I think is a pretty common game we play (laughs) and the nice little thing too though is like changing something up maybe doing the cuff slightly differently or you know making the body a little bit longer so it doesn't look weird or, you know, something like that. Just to use what you have and make it look cute (laughs) if you're, you know, solely working from leftovers. Definitely value on that. I feel like that's something that's coming, like, more common anymore. Like, everything doesn't have to be exactly matchy-matchy. There could be something a little different about it, you know? I love that. Like it's, it's such a great opportunity to make something that's truly unique and why mm-hmm. not really go for it? Why not make a sleeve that's a different color than the other sleeve? Or If you're making you know. a custom sweater, why not customize it to you? Yeah, I love that. Should we cheers that to another drink? We should cheers that to a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Just killing it on the transition tonight. Um, so I think this is our first non-Iowa beer. Yeah. For the night, yes, it is. Although I will say I do like this beer company. I'm not sure if I've had anything for them yet. I've had quite a few of theirs. I'm blanking on which ones, but I know I've had several of their IPAs in the past. Which I was looking at them on Untapped tonight. Sorry, I should probably clarify what we're talking about. Um, it's Firestone Walker Brewing Company. And the beer we're going to try tonight is the Mind Haze Double IPA. And I think it's part of a series of Mind Haze IPAs. 
Yes, it is. So it's, it's kind of neat. So probably a really good sign that it's uh, it's something that's been really popular with them if they're making a whole series. And the can is also purple. <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of like space, like a nebula or something like that. And then there's some constellations kind well, of outlined on there like ursa minor and oh yeah uh is it leo the dragon not, not the dragon sorry the lion i believe so yeah. oh they have a beer called the velvet merkin which is an imperial stout and it's really good that sounds right up my alley i just had my first two sips of this beer i had to do two because i was like wait a second <laughs> not at all what i expected i am definitely getting more educated in IPAs it's so drinkable (laughs) (laughs) what were you so tell them what you were expecting that it would be like insanely bitter (laughs) because it's an IPA and it's like double IPA so I'm like so it's gonna be even more it's not like there's definitely like a hot flavor to it there's a there's a lot of flavors really going on Mm -hmm. so it's pretty malty not quite as hoppy it's a little higher in alcohol content. And there's a sweetness in it, but I can't I can't quite put my finger on it. But it's there. And maybe that's just the malty maltiness to it. Right. So that kind of brings out some of the sugars and the sweetness. Okay. Man, I'm trying to trying to pinpoint like if, I want to say it's kind of more of an earthier flavor, but maybe that's wrong. No, it definitely is kind of an earthier more. Okay. Of, yeah. It's definitely not and as this- crisp. It's not as harsh. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. I don't know. To me, it's a kind of more of a complex flavor. There's, there's a lot that I can think about. But it's interesting, for sure. Definitely worth trying it out. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to hear what other people think about it, too. So, to get to our topic tonight, we were kind of thinking, and one thing that I tend to listen to podcasts for, like, I really enjoy the conversation, but I also like the random, like, tips and and experiences that I can learn from other people and what they're talking about. Oh, I would have never thought to put green and purple together. Just very not sure. I love green and purple together, but that's, that's kind of one of those things like, Oh, that would actually be kind of interesting. That little Um, tidbit that's going to give you something that you didn't realize you needed to know. Yeah. Yeah. The inspiration there. That's perfect. Yes. The tidbit you didn't know you needed. (laughs) (laughs) so we've just been kind of thinking about just things we we would have liked to hear at some point or another and that's our topic I think one I can start off with that is just so awesome that not that I knew it like in high school and then I had like a big break but it's a totally different world now I had one book no car right (laughs) that was that was my only way to like learn and grow through which is why I knitted flat and knitted forwards and backwards on the same side. So you're talking, <laughs> like so I, like, when you first started knitting, you didn't know, like, that's all you, I had the same book. That's the same way I learned. Had the how-to yeah. book that you picked up at the box store, and all you knew was knit forwards and backwards. Yeah, um, but now we have YouTube. So, yeah, use it. And we have smartphones pop on there. And anytime I search for anything knitting related, any stitch, I get a lot of options. So that's really great. And I love having all the different options because you just get different viewpoints and different ways of describing things. But it helps. And like, it really just in the weeds with it. Like, 
just go and look and, and check it out. Yeah, it allows our community to connect more too. Mm-hmm. Knitting in general is becoming, you know, more of a mainstream acceptable thing. So yeah, yeah, Michelle Obama did. <laughs> She's knitting Baraka sweater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's old, probably old news to everyone, but I, I don't know. She's so cool. My next fact I already kind of talked about is doing stranded color work inside out um, to help your floats be about the right length. Um, I know there's a lot of other methods to like kind of just pulling it back down the needle in between so that you and get I, the length that you need. I think that's how I do it. Cause I start sort of inside out, but don't like having it facing toward, I don't like having it that direction. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up with it right side out, but then pulling it down the stitches and or pulling it down the needle and stretching it out. That seemed to yeah. work okay. Yeah, I think it works great. But yeah, just, just knowing that those options are there. This one I've had to relearn very recently. Um, but when you are using Magic Loop, if you have purl stitches or you're doing some sort of ribbing, don't put the spot where you're switching between the two on the edges like what do you put a knit stitch on each side of it where so if I'm doing like two by two knitting Mm -hmm. I'm not going to start on one needle with two knits two pearls two two pearls and then turn two knits two pearls two knits two pearls instead I should do one knit two pearls two knits two pearls one knit and then one knit on the next needle so then yeah the benefit is for not laddering or something like that? When I go from the two knits on the one needle to the two purls, I end up with kind of like a, it's not even a ladder, but that stitch is looser. And I don't want to pull it and cause a ladder. Did you just figure this out on your own or did you have a, like, find this somewhere? That's a good question. I think I saw it in a pattern where they did that. Okay, and you're just like... I think it's in my hat. Yeah, it's in, in a few hat patterns. Oh. Okay. That I've done where they have it over. I'm like, why are they doing this? And then the other day when I was working on a different hat and it didn't do it, I was like, oh, okay, well, this one has this and this one doesn't when I just scooted one stitch over. I'm just curious because that's not something I've paid attention to. I'll have to look at that and see how that looks in my own knitting. Even with the pattern that's written for one needle or the other, it's so easy to just move one stitch over and move it back whenever you need to um, right so it's an option so I think we talk like everyone talks about swatching um but it is important and wait what's a um, swatch <laughs> <laughs> yes no I wish I wish I would have known of like what swatches were when I first started yeah. knitting. I sure didn't until after I was born i i the first couple of sweaters i had no clue so came up with you know random sized things and oh hey look at the wonderful thing i made and i get that like it's it's not the (laughs) first thing that you need to learn because if you want to learn to knit you need to just learn to knit and then after that you become aware of it but like i never took any formal classes so i didn't know 
about what a swatch was, even once I started listening to knitting podcasts where we talked about swatches, I still wasn't sure what to do. It wasn't yeah. like, I think it was only a couple of years ago that I truly started making my own swatches. And the way that you taught me has made a world of difference. So thank you. Um, You're welcome. Don't just, and I've seen people do this and they just, whatever the needle is that's recommended, they just do a swatch in that needle and, and do it. I'm like, no, no, no. Like knit like multiple sections in your swatch. So right. do like a few smaller or one smaller, what the pattern says in the bigger one so that you don't have to do multiple swatches. You just do one big one and then you can measure it and make sure you're right. Instead of just assuming like, oh, I should go up a needle. That might not actually be what you need to do. So what I've learned to do and what Caitlin's talking about is I'll knit a swatch that's probably about what should be five or six inches. So typically you want to measure four inches of a swatch. So I'll do at least five, if not six inches wide, based on the gauge that it recommends using the recommended needle size. And then I'll do it in the size below suggested. I'll do it in the size suggested in the size larger. And then do like a separation of like either yarn overs or pearls or some kind of indicator of what size I'm using. Yeah, exactly. All too often people knit a, like a potion stamp size swatch, one by one swatch, and that's not going to get you an accurate reading. Mm-mm. But yes, no, yeah. I, I wish I had known about swatching years and years <laughs> ago. And to make them big. Yes. Never be too big. And to do it with multiple needle sizes and then have that like deciphering row. So those are three, three big life altering points that Kelsey gave me. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say I, you could probably make an exception once in a while. Like if you're using the same yarn same needle size, same pattern designer or whatever, but sometimes even though yes. you have to be very careful, like even if you're using the same yarn, a different colorway could end up having a different gauge. So true. So you still need to swatch. Swatches are our friends. They are. And you can learn a lot from a swatch. It's not just annoying as it is to be like I want to start um that's it so that kind of leads on to your next one of breaking your rules so yeah yeah 99% (laughs) of the time you said swatch every once in a while you can get away with it so that leads into your next one a little bit of breaking rules exactly it's okay to break the rules and do what works for you like me saying like I'm gonna pull a stitch over when I'm knitting in the round I'm ridding because it fixes my kind of puffy pearl stitch. Um, do what works for you. And I know that they don't, not everyone recommends this like switch needles in a project, but if the way that it's knitting is not making you happy, do it. Like this is still supposed to be fun. So if you started off with double pointed needles and it's not your jam, you're like, you know what? I want to try magic loop instead on this. Then you know- switch and do some rows of that and see. As far as switching needles is concerned, that's one I think is silly. Like if I, I understand what your attention may change, 
but if you really can't stand it, don't feel like you're stuck with it. I've had zero problems with that, <laughs> with switching. And like, I've even used different brands when I've been doing two circular needles at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been fine. <laughs> Which it turned out okay. Every once in a while, things work out, you know? <laughs> like sometimes I tie knots and it's going to be just fine. Yeah. Not against knots at all. They make me feel better. <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, it's just, it just feels secure, man. So, <laughs> that was one of my things that I wish I would have known. Like I used to just, you know, tie a knot in my yarn or, or if like I was joining yarns, I would just tie them together and there would be a knot in it. What does it matter as long as I trimmed, you know, my yarn down to where the knot was. But uh, sometimes that knot will, you know, pull on your yarn funny or pull on your knitting funny. And so it makes it look wonky and isn't yeah. nearly as strong as some other options would be. So yarn can slip. The only, t- the only time I use like a knot of any kind anymore is like a magic knot every once in a while. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because magic knots, you're almost kind of playing a little bit of a game of roulette. Like, do I have it where it's going to line up on my stitches or I'm going to be a little off? Which actually might be okay too, but it might happen. <laughs> like oh I wish I could just pull it through just a little bit but no it's caught (laughs) this one might be common sense for many people but it isn't for me is where you like to like pull your yarn from so like for me when my yarn is right in front of me my tension's better and if I'm pulling from my left or my right side it's not as, as good so if it's like directly in front of you it's good but sometimes like if it's to the sides it's not so good yeah like I kind of and it's it's more that I have to do more when I'm knitting to like correct for it. To your sides, you have to pull it across you. So there's more friction and bring it around to you. So that would make yeah. sense more tension on it. When it's directly in front of you, it just has a straight pathway. There's nothing blocking it. So that would make sense. Thanks for validating me. <laughs> <laughs> it's but a it's straighter pathway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's worth it in situations where I can't to get, get it in front of me. To knit it where I where I like it. The only someone time might else someone else pulling across to have that tension. Right. I have found that especially like with spinning, if I don't have my singles in the right place, I don't have a tension to lazy Kate right now. But I kind of would like one just to have that little extra pull on it to control it. This was a lesson that I just learned, and probably will relearn, and I have relearned. Uh, is negative ease is totally a thing, and you want something to be smaller than what they're fitting around. <laughs> like my first hat was like so big. You get to sat on the top of my head and like dangled. <laughs> so negative um, use meaning like you make an object and it's finished, you know, um, when it's just sitting there, it might be six inches, but when it stretches out, when you actually wear it, it might go to eight inches, that kind of thing. So that it pulls exactly. out a little bit. I just, I had no idea. And now I'm on my fourth pair of socks. And now I'm like, oh, I should not knit to the exact length of my foot. <laughs> I should do a little less so it stretches and fits me nicely. Yeah. So hopefully this helps someone else if they haven't knitted any socks yet or any hats yet. And it seems like it might be smaller because it's meant to 
certain things are kind of meant to hug your body and or whatever you're knitting around. For instance, when you go to make your ripple bralette or your, which one are you, the super secret crop or is that the one you were thinking of? The secret crop top? Oh man, I can't remember. They are all in my queue. All of them. All of the Jesse made tops. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of those, the, you know, the, the ripple bralette and the butt shorts, they all have, they're intended with negative eaves and they look super, super tiny when you finish them. And then they, you're like, oh, they actually fit. <laughs> um, I think that's actually all I had because I repeated my same thought oh, really? twice on my last one there. Oh, you did. So one of the things, I don't know, like when I was starting out, there's more than one way to cast off. And there are, and I now know that there are so many different ways to cast on. And there are lots of different reasons for different cast ons. But the first cast on I ever learned, it was the noted cast on. Or actually, it may have been the backwards loop cast on. But both of those really don't give you a lot of flexibility or stretch to your knitting. Yeah. And so, you know, over the time, I've figured out other ones. Like the first sweater I ever knit, it had problems with gauge. And I wasn't even using the suggested right size yarn on the right <laughs> size suggested needles because I didn't know what the weight of a sweater was or what the weight of yarn was like I didn't know which ones went together I just went and picked out a random skein and made a thing out of it and of course, rolling. Of course it didn't fit <laughs> <laughs> and then it was tight around the neck and you know how first sweaters go they are nothing like you or you know, the more traditional first sweater story goes anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have, like having those resources out there. I'm so glad that I found a book to tell me about cast on and cast off, especially something that tells you what like matches. So if you're doing something that has a cast on and a cast off with multi, like many stitches, I talk pretty guys. Um, like a sock, you're only worrying about either casting on or casting off because you're putting it all together at the end or the beginning, depending on if you're toe up or cuff down. Cuff down. Yeah, I did say that right. <laughs> but if you are knitting something with a, like, like a sweater where you have that either top down or bottom up, you've got your, your casting on and casting off somewhere. And so finding what matches. Um, is is good too they all kind of have their own different looks so what you're saying is like there are some cast-ons that match a different cast-off so like there may be so like the tubular cast-on has a tubular bind off yes and I think a lot of sweaters fix it by like you cast on at least at the top down and then you end up actually picking up where you cast it on and casting off Right. So you often do the collar cast on. Yeah. Yeah. But for the long tail cast on, the match to that, at least according to the book I have, which is called Cast On Bind Off by Leslie Ann Bester, is that the sewn bind off matches it really well. And it does. And it's also as stretchy as it. It is. I just don't like doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Because you need a tapestry needle. Um, I think you can kind of get away with doing it without, but it's hard when it's a very visible thing. It's it's great to like know that 
it's not options. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing is like, there are options out there and there's all kinds of resources out there that we've gone through and everything like that. Yeah. That's such a good one. I'm so excited when I saw when you wrote that note. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, I wish I had known that. That was one of my biggest things, I think. Um, yeah. Sorry that I kind of keep taking over. You're good. What is your next next tip? I think that's it. I think we, I talked about my knots because knots aren't necessary. <laughs> they can be, but they're not necessary. <laughs> awesome do you have anything else you want to talk about I don't think so I mean there's endless endless tips and things to learn but we thought it'd be fun to knock out a bunch for you guys so there are definitely more to come but thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about some that came to our mind I'm sure as we learn things we'll want to share them with you as well definitely well Caitlin I think it's about time to hit the gravel just don't forget your knitting Caitlin, I said it's time to go. Just let me finish this row. All right. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Gravel Knits, Instagram and on tap as Gravel Knits. You can email us at gravelnits at gmail.com and check us out on on tap for today's beverages at Gravel Knits. You can find Kelsey on Ravelry and Instagram as Spike Spruce Youth and on tap as Kelsey DJ. You can find Caitlin on Ravelry and Instagram as Caitlin and Lloyd. Please message us, let us know what you'd like us to talk about. And we'd love to hear what you think about the show. Uh, please let us know anything that you want to talk about. And if you are able, please write us a review anywhere, wherever you're listening or maybe somewhere you're not. Uh, it really does help us out so more people can find us. And if you have a beer suggestion, pass it along. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, please. Gravel Knits believes everyone deserves to be included and loved, regardless of who you love, beliefs, color, size, your gender, or whatever else makes you you. Please keep in mind that we are human, and while we are trying to educate ourselves, there's always more to learn, and any critiques are deeply appreciated. Oh, and I'm starting. Okay. Leave. What's the date? Okay. <laughs> First time I swear on the podcast is when we are uh, swearing podcast anymore. <laughs> so we'll just uh, bleep that and put that as a bleeper at the end. Perfect.